welcome. My name is the Alpha Female, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker, Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner, and you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) We've had had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. From rope to rope and post to post, we bring you the best in pro wrestling action. My name is Carl Carafel, and this, well, this is Turnbuckle Talk. We are looking at episode number 300, and I am joined alongside a amazing cast of people and friends from over the years, and here we all Where are. Friends? Where are the friends? I don't see them. You're right, because you're not friends. You are all family to me. That is what's up. Ed Fry's coming in the comment section and on the stream over there, as well as video bro Bobby Munson, who is right beside me coming in as well, saying congratulations, Turnbuckle Talk on a massive milestone and being one of the original wrestling talk shows. Chris Best coming in. Good evening to you as well. Guys, this is absolutely insane, and I am super happy to have all of you here. We're going to be kind of taking a little bit of a look back at some, as I realized, eras when it comes to turnbuckle talk, as we are joined with Ryan Bowman as well. So I'm going to give some introductions here super quick for those that may not know. Right beside me, we're looking at Bobby Munson, one of my good friends with the OLE Podcast Network. Beside Bobby is going to be Ed Oled, again with the uh, Our Local Establishment Podcast Network. Down below, I'm going to let uh, these two gentlemen let me know what's going on with them right now but uh jargo mr j i'll let you go first i'm hanging out and being cool carl i'm sitting here on turnbuckle talk man like this is what i do i just show up on random podcasts now because i I don't really do one of my own i don't have time for it man i'm just too busy between you know work and the family and you know life is crazy out here in the middle of nowhere otherwise known as indiana so uh but it's good to be here man it's good to see you guys I appreciate that. Everybody knows down in the middle there, bottom row, corporate Joe, big Joe, mighty Joe. However, you have known him. Joe is here with us for a few because uh, he is at work. And then we have got just below me, Papa Bear himself, Ryan K. Bowman. Ryan, give people a little intro, please. First of all, I'm offended, Jargo, because um, we like to claim Southern Illinois as the middle of nowhere. So you're kind of infringing on our territory, man. I feel like it's the whole Midwest, man. Yeah, like, kind of. Like, like, especially if your state starts with the letter I, you are officially in the middle of nowhere. 
Right. I for interbreeding, apparently, is what it stands for. No, uh, no, yeah. it's way down south. Way down south. It's not warm <laughs> enough here for inbreeding. I'm an Illinois resident, and I'm even throwing my own state under the bus. So, you know, but no, anyway, it's great to be on with you guys. You know, we all go back to my connection. To you guys goes back to my website, thegorillaposition.com, and it's been fun over the years getting to know everybody. Um, I, 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 I love the nickname. I think Carl is the one that gave me the nickname Papa Bear, and it was so funny before we get into anything. My wife, one of the guys, I don't remember one of you guys had something going on and was on your mind. And I was like, I got to get a hold of him today and make sure he's all right. And my wife just laughed at me and said, you know what? No matter what happens, you're always going to be Papa Bear. So I'll take that title and wear it proudly. Good. I am glad. We're going to talk about different eras, like I said, with uh, Turnbuckle Talk as I adjust my damn chair. I need a new one of those. So for those of you that don't know, 300 episodes is a huge milestone. A lot of people really don't get to, and I am super happy that I've been able to be there, but I haven't been in there alone. There has been many different eras, many different names that have helped out. And that first name that I want to throw out is Ryan Carlella, who allowed Joe and I to continue on a podcast, to continue on a show with online radio with energy rock radio. Yes, I am uh, branded for life. Uh, it's not going to come through on the camera right now, but the tattoo, Joe's got one as well. We are branded Energy Rock Radio for life. Thank you, Ryan. I know that you're probably going to be watching this back, and I really hope that you do. I know that you were part of that group as well of people that I sent things out to. That's where it all started. It all started with Joe and myself. After an unfortunate uh, happening uh, where a friend of ours had sadly passed away, um, Joe asked me to come on board and continue on. So that's what we did back in 2015. And then we decided that we were going to go independent. And that was a very big decision, wasn't it, Joe? It wasn't one that um, I came to lightly. I mean, we had been doing I mean, we're at episode 300 here, but I mean, technically, if we want to get right down to a term, Buckle Talk has been around for longer than 300 episodes. But, um, no, yeah, it was very much, we went, went from doing radio to doing our own thing. I was just like, you know, and I, I know deep down this is what we need to do. And I, but then I was like, I, I don't know if he's going to go for it or not. And, you know, thankfully you did. And you're still here. And I'm glad I did as well. I mean, it was, it was time is what it was, right? And, and it was time for us to be able to take things off and go uh, on our own for a little bit. But then... Then we uh, we had some contact from the gorilla position era of the company, and uh, that is with uh, with Ryan. Ryan, how did all of that come into being? Honestly, I was just kind of trolling around looking for websites. I, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, podcasts. I thought were cool and and unique, and and I kind of wanted to find a different mix. I wanted kind of a couple of guys that were you know wild, and then maybe you know, some people that were a little more even keel and you guys kind of brought more of a measured approach, which at the time was not really being done. I mean, really when you guys launched Turnbuckle Talk, I mean, I wasn't around at the very beginning, but at that time when I first discovered the show, everybody was trying to do the shock jock thing. Everybody was trying to stun the audience with something controversial they would say, and I could name names, but I'm not going to. Um, you guys I'm kept offended it. by that. No, no, no. I, <laughs> no, no. But see, you guys did it in a, in a good-natured, fun way. I'm talking about the people that were just flat out slinging right. mud that didn't really know what they were talking about. So it was it was great. You you know, I always looked at like 
it, it like I would format a radio station. You know, I want to start out with the guys, you know, that are a little more, you know, serious, low key, that stuff, and then get into maybe more of a variety type show like you and Rick had, Jargo. You know, I, I purposely tried to find shows that were different and unique. And I thought that you guys had a great unique. First of all, I thought you guys had great chemistry together. Um, and second of all, I just thought these guys are more of, um, I'll use an example, like in St. Louis, Sports Open Lion, KMOX is like, a straightforward sports talk show. And then you go down the dial to KFNS or some of the other sports stations and they have more of a lighter format. And, and I kind of liked that whole mix. I mean, you guys kind of were more straightforward, uh, definitely uh, very low key, very Canadian and, and very proud to be Canadian. I'm sure. But no, I just loved the show the first time I heard it. So I reached out to you guys and lo and behold, all of these years later, we're all still here together. One strange little family. <laughs> right. Right. After that uh, came the HTM Podcast Network era, where we got into got into touch with uh, with Jargo and RBV, and uh, what Joe? What's the matter? Yeah, and I mean with that too, I even got to do stuff with my old Joystick Justice League on YouTube, buddy. With HTM Tech, we got to dabble in that a little bit. You know, it's uh, we did some cool stuff over there. I, I still look back on very fondly. So, and Jargo, how did all of that come about? Um, I, I got bored one day and actually this is the honest to God truth, right? So, um, I used to listen to another podcast network and, uh, the gentleman who ran said podcast network came up with the single worst pro wrestling take that I've ever heard. And this was the night that Kevin Owens won the universal championship. And he went on air immediately after Raw and said that it should have been Big Cass. Now, when you think back to where Big Cass was at that point in his career, I seriously thought this was the worst take I have ever heard in my life. And uh, if this is all it takes to run a podcast, then I'm going to start a podcast. And uh, I, I, I knew Rick from uh, uh, a group that we were in mutually. And so I just sent him a message and I was like, hey, I'm starting a podcast. You want in? And he was like, yep. And yep. Uh, that was the beginning of uh, hitting the marks. And then we shortly thereafter, we got picked up by the GorillaPosition.com as well as Hameen Media. And when Gorilla Position decided they were going to go a different direction, I was like, well, we've got all these shows on the Gorilla Position and like we need an outlet for this. So it became the HTM Podcast Network. And the first show that we brought on board was Turnbuckle Talk. Why? Uh, mostly because we, we, we liked you guys. Right? Number one, I mean, like we, we had we had done guest spots on each other's shows. God knows how many times at this point. Oh, yeah. And very much like what Ryan was saying, Rick and I were so outlandish. Like we should have been on a seven second delay for every show that we ever did. And we needed we needed the polar opposite of that. And what's more opposite than Howard Stern? Than Canadians, like we need a couple of Canadians, and, and so it, it just it absolutely worked. Um, you know, and with with the what HTM stuff too, and with the HTM stuff too, dude. I got guys. I got to do. There was only one episode, but I got to do an episode with Stevie Richards as well. That's still a big highlight of my podcast career. I got to sit down and break down some Apple stuff with Stevie Richards. Yeah, cool stuff, man. Cool stuff. I'm yeah. really proud of all that stuff. And it's still online if you go to hittingthemarks.com. It doesn't look like hittingthemarks.com, but if you go back through the archive, 
all those shows are still there. Yeah, I believe it's what it's at Mark now, at Mark dot com. Um, yeah, you can get there through multiple different channels. You can go to michaeljargo.com. You can go to blowoffpod.com. You can go to atmarkmedia.com, hittingthemarks.com. It all directs you to the same site. After that, Joe and I got into contact, or Joe got contacted by somebody. And yes, we're going to talk about this for, for a few moments here as well. And we're going to give a shout out to the Love Wrestling Network as well. Uh, Love Wrestling uh, brought us on as well. Um, the owner over there, Spencer, uh, really liked what he heard, just like uh, Ryan and Jargo have both said as well. And they decided to bring us on. And it was a uh, it, it was a good thing for us for a while. It definitely was. Absolutely uh, enjoyed the time that was there. Uh, made some other good friends over there as well that, you know, still have contact with. Uh, a few of them even on screen here and uh, in the chat as well. <laughs> so that brings me now to our time with our local establishment. And with that, I want I know Ed has to go, so I want to get to Ed here first. <laughs> Ed, how has it been uh, with, like, our local establishment or even with, uh, you know, the, the Love Wrestling Network beforehand and uh, the stuff that we have been able to do together. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, you know, it, it's been sporadic here and there because, you know, I have the stuff that I do because I watch NXT. I watch NXT for Love Wrestling. I watch NXT now for our local establishment with my co-host who's in the comments, Astrid, who'll be joining in to take over my spot when I leave. <laughs> She's going to jump in. Um, but, yeah, it's always been fun. I've enjoyed being on. I was on, I think the first time I was on Turbuckle Talk was me, you, and Parrish talking about Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. I remember we did the Razor Ramon episode, me and you. Yep. Which fun. I believe that first episode is actually in the uh, intro uh, the intro footage. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Ed, thank you so much. You know how much I care about you. You have yep. been an amazing friend, even though we've only known each other for a very little amount of time, but it has been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, before you go, tell everybody what you're going to be doing at 1010. So right after NXT, shortly after, me and Astrid are going to be talking about all of the fallout from NXT deadline that happened on Saturday night. We'll be talking about tonight's episode of NXT, and we'll talk about where NXT is going to go from there beautiful thank you ed and i will uh be looking forward to watching your show tonight at 10 10 that brings us over to bobby bobby my friend again another person that came uh you know with uh, love wrestling and our local establishment um you and i do quite a few different things here we do. And yeah, I mean, at first, when I first joined Love Wrestling, I was kind of trying to get ideas for content, what I wanted to do with them. And so I started watching everybody's shows. And the one I kept coming back to was Turbuncle Talk and Turbuncle Rewind as well, too. I really liked what you guys had going on there. And I kept saying, like, I got to get on there sometime. Sometime I got to join them. But I know it didn't line up exactly. And then Joe, unfortunately, it had to leave Love Wrestling at that time to get to share the screen with you as much. But then Lo and behold, we got the opportunity to start a new program, which was Beats and Beatdowns together as a result of working over there. And now with our local establishment, I have had the chance to hop on a few times now with Turnbuckle Talk. It's always an absolute honor and absolutely honored to be part of this 300 episode, to be asked to come here. I absolutely love it. I mean, you guys are one of the originals to do all this. Uh, you're talking about eras, changing the different types of media over the years as well, too. Um, yeah, if it weren't for guys like you, Guys like me probably would have never come up with the ideas to copy this kind of stuff. 
I appreciate that very much. Joe, I know that you have to go here very shortly. I do have one quick thing for all of us right now. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, wrestling talk for a moment here, and this is going to piss off Jargo to no end. I fucking know it. I know Sasha it's going to. Sasha Banks. That's where you're going to go, ain't it? Sasha freaking Banks. It's boss time. <laughs> so... The big thing going around right now is, uh, yes, you see this uh, this logo here. Um, you know, we, we kind of took a little bit from the Bullet Club. I will show on screen that this is kind of what a lot of people are looking at and <laughs> wanting. Joe, your thoughts, Sasha Banks and Bullet Club. First of all, the internet wrestling community has way too much time on their hands. <laughs> way too much time on their hands. Right. I mean, you, you can read anything into anything at this point. You know, for, for my personal take, um, you know, I, I think that I, I think she is obviously slated to do some stuff with New Japan, whether it's a match, whether it's an appearance. I honestly don't care. I've never been the biggest fan. Well, I, where I think she ends up is kind of do what she's already doing, movies and TV. And I think she fits in just fine with that. Uh, other than that, uh, I will have the un, op, unpopular opinion of I really, really don't care what she does. <laughs> Joe don't give no shits. I care about as much I care as much about Sasha Banks and the Bullet Club as I do about the Bullet Club period because they haven't been relevant since the last time someone cared about a Sasha Banks match. Oh, you bite your tongue. Oh, I will. <laughs> and then I'll say it again. She hasn't been relevant since the Bullet Club last was. So. Uh, Ryan you know, I think even if she makes appearances in New Japan, why are you going to put her in, you know, what is supposed to be one of their premier clicks when she's not going to be a full-time performer over there? She's not going to yeah. dedicate her career to being a great star in Japan. Honestly, if I were Sasha, I would look into doing the Hollywood thing. I mean, she's already kind of established herself with the Mandalorian thing. She doesn't need wrestling, and honestly, WWE doesn't really need her. And I'm kind of in the camp with Joe. Whatever she decides to do, best of luck to her, but... If she comes back, great. If she doesn't, I'm fine with that, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a shame because it is a waste. I mean, she's a very talented performer. But, you know, at, at yes. a certain point, you, you have to either make your decision. Are you all the way in or are you, are you all the way out? There is no halfway, you know, in, when it comes to the professional wrestling industry. So, you know, she's just going to have to make that decision what she wants more for her future, Hollywood and acting and being a celebrity or being a professional wrestler. Well said. I'm going to throw it over to you, Jargo. First, I want your take on the Bullet Club and then give hell on Sasha Banks. Um, well, number one, Bullet Club is fine. Uh, the real world champion, Switchblade Jay White, um, makes Bullet Club relevant all by himself uh, just because he's Switchblade Jay White. Uh, he keeps Bullet Club relevant. I mean, like. Okay. And, and it helps when you're running around with the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, it, it no. does go a long way. Um, as I'm going to no, surprise you on this, Carl. Does he have the ugly belt or the good belt? Uh, he has the IWGP Divas Championship. Oh, okay. You know exactly what belt I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to surprise you on this one, Carl. Yeah. I love everything about this. Uh, put Sasha what? in the Whoa! Bullet Club. 
Well, 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 wait. You, you know why I love everything about this? Because it's going to piss off every American pro wrestling mark, and that's exactly what Bullet Club is intended to do. This is Jay White. Jay White started this rumor, by the way. Jay White is the one that said that he would love Sasha Banks to join Bullet Club. You know why? Because it's going to piss people off, and that's what Jay White does, because Jay White's really, really good at his job. And if Jay White sees an opportunity to get some heat, He's going to take said opportunity to get some heat. Um, Speaking other- of heat, I, I'm going to take Jargo's temperature real quick. Ooh, <laughs> clammy. Clammy, I think he's under the weather. I, I am. I have been for like a week. But the other aspect of this is there's a lot of matchups that I really, really like for Sasha Banks over in the world of stardom. I, I, I think Miley Watani right. versus Sasha Banks mm-hmm. is a great match. Julia versus Sasha Banks, Kyrie versus Sasha Banks, Utami Hayashishishishita versus Sasha Banks, uh, Tam Nakano versus Sasha Banks. Like, there's a lot of great, very fresh matchups. And plus, Sasha's going to put eyeballs on Stardom. And for at least the third year in a row, Stardom is my wrestling promotion of the year. Their storytelling is unmatched. The in-ring competition has been absolutely fantastic. And if it takes Sasha Banks to put more eyes on Julia, then more power to him because I still think Julia should be the biggest star in women's professional wrestling today. And the reality is that person is probably Sasha Banks. So now I've got the question then for everyone. With So we know that the Bullet Club is big over in Japan. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Bullet Club synonymous, right? We have a couple smaller little factions of the bullet club over in North America. Could we use someone like a Sasha Banks, a name to come into the bullet club and really establish the bullet club in North America. And if not Sasha Banks, I think we definitely need somebody who do you think that that should be Joe. I'll start with you as uh, first Mel Ball, thank you so much for coming in. Love you, babe. Pluggo, thank you as well for coming in. Saying happy 300th, you studs. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, I'm going to have to make this relatively quick. What was the question again? Because I, uh, I'm i usually paying attention. And I was... uh, Bull- Bullet Club in the North American uh, world. Okay, so Bullet Club is big over in New Japan. We want to make it relevant in North America. If not the name of Sasha Banks to make that relevant, then who? Um, you just have to find some other way to bring it back into mainstream consciousness again. They managed to do that uh, not too long ago where you had people buying them like crazy at Hot Topic and whatnot. You just need right. to find a way to get back uh, to that. And what that is, I'm not 100% sure, to be perfectly honest with you. But, but before things continue here, I do have to step away in about a minute. So I just want to say something and then I'm going to peace out for, uh, the, uh, uh, for the episode here. I just yeah. wanted to, again, say, you know, there's a really nice mix of my friends in the room here. I just wanted to say thank you to each and every single one of you, Carl, for going on this journey uh, with me and then now you doing it solo. Bobby, with um, only getting to work with you a little bit. Uh, I love wrestling with Jargo, all the cool stuff that you and I did. Same thing with you, Ryan. And again, just you know, not only thanks for being there with the during the good times with me, but all of you guys have been there even when there's the down times and the bad times. Um, so I just, again, those are rare qualities and friends. And again, I just want to say thank you across the board for all that. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be around. I know I'm not around as much as I, I'd like to be in. You guys like to be in our audience likes to be, but um, I will stop by as much as I possibly can and uh, provide my 
my unusual Joe opinion on everything that is pro wrestling. So appreciate Thank you, you Joe. Joe. Thank you. Thank you again, guys. Okay. Have a good rest of your shift, brother. We'll talk soon. Later. Later. So this question now, I'm going to throw it over to you, Bobby. All right. If not uh, Sasha Banks, then who? See, the problem is, is I don't know if there's anybody without taking a star away from our current company, like a star star. I mean, if you want it to get over big, you got to take a merchandise mover from one of the big companies. And the biggest merchandise movers are not people that would fit the mold of the Bullet Club, Club right now in general. I'm I'm talking the likes of like a Bray Wyatt, a Roman Reigns. Like these guys are merchandise movers. And if you want merchandise to move, you have to put it around a star like that. I don't think anybody has that drawing power at the moment that fits the mold that they'd be currently looking for anyway. I think that we need a little bit more time and development on some people before they'd be able to bring that relevancy back to the bullet club that you're looking for on the North American level. Right. Yeah. So not even Penelope Ford <laughs> to each their own. I, I love Penelope. Penelope's amazing. I've, I've had the opportunity to meet her uh, several times, and she's been fantastic. Um, and I think that Penelope, like Mel says, uh, would be like that good Chase Owens type of uh, person or character within the Bullet Club to be able to uh, help a little bit anyways. Do, do we get to over. put Penelope Ford in the bunny outfit? Because if so, yeah. I'm all in. Yeah, let's do it. Pun intended. <laughs> everybody welcome astrid pizarro to the screen here the natural host of many different shows and does a lot when it comes to women's professional wrestling so i'm glad that you are actually on here for uh this topic here right now um i don't know if you've been listening or not but we're, we've been talking about the bullet club we have been talking about Sasha Banks and the possibility of Sasha Banks becoming part of the Bullet Club, which was apparently a rumor started by uh, the God of Gods, uh, Jay White. Um, if not Sasha Banks, Astrid, then who can we put into the Bullet Club to make Bullet Club more relevant in North America? Oh my gosh. I feel like that's a tough one because I feel like her name is already big enough. I, I wouldn't mind seeing her either way, but hey, is it have somebody there? I mean, I know there's people like, uh, I know she wasn't, she's not recognized by a lot of people, but you remember Amber O'Neill, just like bring her back in there. She's the bullet babe. Want to bring that back somehow. A lot of people forget that she's the bullet babe. So right. might as well bring her in and just remind people who she is. But now with, with Amber, though, um, we do know, like, she, she, she's married to, you know, current WWE superstar, part of the OC. Um, she would probably want to be there. Right? So, unfortunately, I don't think that we're really going to be able to get her anywhere else within North America for that. Ryan, your thoughts as uh, Bastard comes in and says, what's up, everybody? It's a party. Yes, it damn well is 300th episode celebration party. Bastard69, thank you so much for popping in. I appreciate you, my friend. So, Ryan, who, who do you think? Well, I'm all for breaking the Internet. If you're going to do something, I figure you might as well do it right. So I figure you play it up really that – not only is the Bullet Club going to be led by one man who's going to consolidate power on two continents 
and he's going to be revealed. And when Cult of Personality plays and it's CM Punk, you light up the IWC for the next week like a Christmas tree. Yeah, I mean, hey, he can't go to WWE. He doesn't want to go back to WWE because of things from the past. He can't work in AEW. If I'm New Japan, just throw a boatload of money at Punk for like two years and then okay. and let him lead the revolution in America. And I mean, at least let him stay until he gets you know pissed and wants to do something else. <laughs> Take his and go home. But no, seriously, I mean, it, and I know I'm being a bit facetious, but it is going to have to be somebody like that. Maybe yeah. not quite that big, but somebody said something about Reigns or whatever. I, I would agree. I mean, it's got to be somebody of that magnitude. It would have to be somebody like a Cody or somebody that, you know, just watch. Obviously, you can't get Cody now, but um, it can't be an Omega. It can't be, you know, somebody that's just sort of, I mean, again, not even a, the biggest star in their own company. You have to go out and find somebody that has that established brand name. And as great as Sasha is, I still think you need that male number one dominant guy in, in, the, in the North American market. Uh, I just, I feel like that she would be great alongside that person, but whoever it is, I mean, I honestly, the first person that popped in my head was CM Punk. Uh, if you're going to invest heavily in America, just throw him 8 million a year for two years and, and just say, there you go. We only need you about once a month. Right. Sounds like Jericho. What do you think? I'm, I'm with Ryan. My first yeah. and immediate response was CM Punk, except I, I would do CM Punk in AEW. I want to see CM Punk in a Bullet Club t-shirt beating up Kenny Omega. Like, th that's what I need in my life, right? Like, I, I need CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. Think of all the money you would make. And, like, you either do business together or the fans are going to finally know who's really behind. Like, who is to blame here, right? If, if one of you is too big of a sissy to actually show up and have a fight. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're actually going to get into a fight? Oh, no, right? So, but since Ryan took CM Punk, I will take the, my, my, my number two would be John Cena. John Cena in a Bullet Club t-shirt, you would sell a ton of t-shirts. Like, is there any plausible way that's going to happen no no. <laughs> no i mean like it, it's not going to happen unless you know like john cena goes to aew and you get him in a forbidden door pay-per-view because you know warner brothers discovery runs peacemaker and he's just like you know yeah screw wwe i'm out i'm gonna warner brothers wants to throw a bunch of money at me i'll go do the aew thing and oh i get one like new japan match at forbidden door so i'm gonna get like John Cena in a Bullet Club t-shirt versus Kazuchika Okada. Yes, absolutely. Sign me up a million times. A Bullet Club John Cena versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yes, absolutely. It's the dream match of all dream matches for me. So I Cena, I, there's ways to get there, but incredibly unlikely ways to get there. Right. That's in, that's intense. John Cena is not a name that I had thought of because he's just so synonymous with the WWE at this point, right? But then again, Hulk Hogan went to WCW. And Bullet Club at its core is the Gaijin faction. And the last I checked, John Cena's a white dude, so it works. Right. I'm gonna talk I would love CM Punk and Kenta in the same faction. Could you imagine? That would be money all in itself. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would be. Pluggo comes in, says, I think Banks herself is big enough to move the needle if she joins the Bullet Club. And well, I, I'm I mean, not the, disagreeing what's with the that. needle moving, like from here to there? 
<laughs> you got, if you're going to make a splash in North America, like Jargo said, you got to hit, hit the, all the full RPMs. You got to put the pedal to the metal. It's got to be somebody that's really, really going to be like an explosion. And by the way, I love the idea of, uh, of punk versus Omega. And I say, if you really want to turn up the heat, Jargo, you book it uh, on the Hawaiian Islands on Pearl Harbor Day. And then there you, there you go. go. Japan versus America on neutral turf right there in the middle Pacific on Pearl Harbor Day. Punk is the enemy. He's the turncoat, and Omega represents North America. There you and go. Nothing, and freedom. And freedom. Turncoat than CM Punk in a Bullet Club t-shirt. Where you get the skull and crossbones, but it's the two fists with the lightning bolts. Like, I can see the t-shirt now. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if it turns into a shoot, oh, well, so it turns I, into a shoot. It's it still becomes- going to sell money. It becomes the first ever bite mark match. CM Punk might actually win a real fight. Might. This might. is a great idea, guys. We need to get like a GoFundMe going to raise the fifth <laughs> to get Punk to New Japan. Oh, I definitely agree. I think we definitely should. We could move the needle. We you know what CM Punk's could. not doing? Getting on an airplane for 14 hours. <laughs> right. Right. But he, he doesn't have to. All he's got to do is make video. <laughs> yeah, it's CM fucking punk. All he's got to do is make video. <laughs> and Jay White would fly fourteen hours to hand him a Bullet Club T-shirt. Yeah, Astrid, I know that you part. are watching NXT right now, and I know that you're uh, going to have to duck out very shortly. Mm-hmm. I do want to get your take on this right now. Once again, kind of melding a little bit of New Japan Pro Wrestling and. North American wrestling within the WWE, and I'm talking about Asuka. Lately, we have been seeing Asuka kind of going through a little bit of a transformation of sorts where the makeup has been coming off. The mask is there, reveal of the mask with no makeup on. Kana, are we, are we moving towards that? What are your thoughts? I feel like it'll be a, an interesting time for her because I feel like she's been like lost in the shuffle lately with the girls there. And I think it will bring something new for her. There was kind of like that way to like give her like an evolution. And I feel like every now and then you need to have that kind of transition and change as a, you know, a, as a character on TV. So I do, if, if it does happen, I think it'll be super interesting to see her on TV being as dominant as she was in NXT because I feel like we haven't had that NXT Oscar in the main roster yet. I feel like that will be something kind of similar in a way, but with that, with her old twist as well. So I think it will be nice to see. And not only that, but like seeing those teases makes me want to look up the Kana stuff. So I'm going to probably look it up later and enjoy that too. So a little bit of everything for me. I, I am glad that it's happening. I hope it is happening because it'll be super cool to watch it. I have been one of those people that has been very vocal saying I do not like Asuka. Her work inside of the ring is absolutely fantastic. I hate her yelling and screaming and trying to um, talk you know English and Japanese at the same time, <laughs> and it just doesn't work, and she's flailing her arms around. all that. It just That does not work for me. Her work inside the ring, though, is top-notch. So if we can see this transition to maybe a little bit more of a reserved character, I am all for this. Astrid, I'm sure you got to duck out here, but uh, 
We talked with Ed for a few moments as well. 1010 tonight, you and Ed will be doing taking over over on the Our Local Establishment Podcast Network over on Twitch. Make sure that you're checking that out tonight for all the greatest NXT talk that you can find. Yeah, thank you. And congratulations again. It's amazing to think of 300 episodes, even though it's only one of them, but I'll do more soon. <laughs> I appreciate that. We'll definitely figure something out. Yeah. What do you say, guys? right so now we're gonna move on to you bobby tell me your thoughts on this whole oscar transition on the oscar transition i guess if i paid attention i'd know that was happening (laughs) (laughs) do you think it's a good idea for oscar considering you know kind of where she's been like astro was talking about from nxt making her way to the main roster you know winning championships over there but now kind of being lost in that shuffle yeah, and I think it, it, that would be a total loss to get her lost in the shuffle because, like you said, her in-ring work is immaculate. It is carries most matches in the division a lot of the time. Uh, so her, her she needs to be utilized more, and if that means getting her into a more serious side of herself, that's what I want to see. I definitely want to see that because I want to see a more intense Asuka inside the ring. Definitely, definitely want to see that as well. Jergo. I'm I, I'm torn. Um because evil Asuka is the best Asuka. Uh okay. and I'm all for evil Asuka. Give me evil Asuka. But when you start bringing the Kana thing into it, there's my fear is people are going to do exactly what Astrid said and they're gonna Google Kana. And they're going to be looking up a lot of the old kind of stuff. And there's some of that old kind of stuff that the WWE does not want you to see. Uh, 100% guaranteed. Like, dead Nazi Asuka. Like, no. Like, do we really need to dig that whole thing up again? Because that's going to get dug up again if we go full Kana with it. Um, so, I'm, I'm all for evil Asuka. I don't necessarily want or need the reference to Kana whether that be the face paint or whatever, like I would rather just get new evil Asuka. Okay. No, I can appreciate that. Unfortunately, you know about Kana. I know about Kana. Ryan knows about Kana. Bobby's going to know about Kana at some point. Um, It's out there. It's out there and everybody is really going to know about all of that right yeah Um, there's a lot of that stuff wwe does not necessarily need to do the pr work on right definitely chris best says uh they will also find her youtube channel where she does daily vlogs yes yeah but they'll also find the the porn channel where she did softcore you know (laughs) so like (laughs) (laughs) oh papa bear how much of that have you watched um, absolutely none, but I, it's only because I didn't know that it existed. So now my curiosity is going to have to get the best in me. Thanks, Dargo. Happy to help you out, Papa Bear. Yeah, but I'd say when my marriage is dissolved, you'll know it's your fault. Now, I, can I just throw in something about, you guys mentioned, and I think earlier it was mentioned, you know, about her persona in NXT, which was very dominant, um, a lot quieter, a lot more like this quiet soldier in the ring, you know the soldier of the squared circle. And um, I liked that character. And speaking of NXT, I wouldn't mind a serious Asuka going to NXT and feuding with Mandy Rose, but under the premise that, hey, I never lost the title. 
I handed it over, you know, because I mean, as I recall, she did. Isn't that correct? She ended her yep. her long time, a 500 day plus day reign by just handing the championship. Over. There you go. Send her back down. Mandy is, I mean, a top quality talent. She should be on the main roster like tomorrow. But, you know, I think Toxic Attraction would have been a better heel faction than Bailey's click right now. But, but that go, you know, but anyway, that's all water under the bridge. But if Oscar were to go back to NXT, challenge Mandy, and they maybe even carry that feud all the way over to the main roster, I think that would be great for both of those ladies. I agree. I definitely agree. Chris Cortez, thank you so much for dropping in and saying hi and for the congratulations. Um, you know, I care about you. Thank you so much for being here and part of this with me here tonight. I want to talk William Regal for a few moments here with the uh, three of you. First, I'm going to read over a report that was put out and then I'm going to read Regal's response and I want to get all of your reactions to that. So reports read, William Regal will report to the WWE within the first week of 2023. He will have a vice president position within the company. Both parties have agreed on terms. Lord Regal is back home. That's the announcement that came out. William Regal took to Twitter and decided to update everyone, I guess you could say, where he says there seems to be a lot of news about me getting spread around. There's enough people who really know me, although they are few as trust is a big issue with me. Who knows the truth? Unless you hear it from me directly, it is at best secondhand information. Unless you hear it directly from me, it is either wrong or somebody, somebody's interpretation of what is really going on. And that means everything capitalized that is being said about me from every source in quotations. That goes for anyone saying they have spoken or know me. A still tongue keeps a wise head. William Regal is one of those names that is absolutely synonymous with professional wrestling and one of those names that if I were to have the opportunity to sit down and learn from this man, I would take that in a heartbeat. Are we being played by William Regal, who is an old school generational wrestler and is he just keeping things kayfabe right now? Or do we actually believe that this is coming in 2023. Ryan? Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt he's going back to WWE. The, the stories that I heard were that he couldn't be an on-air character for six months. Um, I'm hoping that doesn't preclude him from being put into the Hall of Fame this year. You know, I, I, I wrote a, a column recently um, about why I thought William Regal was a Hall of Famer and and I, I, like you, have a great deal of respect and admiration for him, not only for what he's accomplished and what he's passed on in wrestling, but for him overcoming a lot of demons that would have probably floored another lesser man or, or left him in a grave. Um, you know, so there, his story is fascinating. It's one of um, a rise and a fall and then triumph in the end. So you know, much respect to him. I hope whatever role that he finds, and I'm, I'm almost positive that it is going back to WWE. He may be having a little fun with everyone, or it may be inaccurate about the vice president's role. It may be some other title, you know, but I think for sure that he's heading back in January, as soon as the contract is up at the end of the year. I, I don't think there's anything stopping him 
from going back and hopefully he'll finish out his uh, illustrious career there and, and go into the hall of fame like he should. Jargo. I mean, number one, who cares? Right. Cause I, I feel like, I feel like in a 2023 context, William Regal's real value is off camera behind the scenes doing things that you're never going to know about anyway. So who cares? Um, I, I do think he's going back to WWE. I, the thing that stands out to me is the real kind of parroting that went on between William Regal and Malachi Black because Malachi Black came out, made a statement very, very similar to this statement. And the statement is this. Don't listen to these stupid ass Mark reporters who don't know anything. That's very much what I got out of it, right? Like, right. I, do I think William Regal's working us? Probably. Do I think William Regal works 99.99999% of the people that he encounters on a daily basis? Yep. Um, but to me, this is more about kind of the reason that I took a step back from pro wrestling and pro wrestling podcasts too. It's not the business. I love professional wrestling, but the goddamn dirt sheets and the Mark reporters in the pro wrestling community and its toxicity just, and it's kind of like, I, I do the top 10 every day and my top 10 today, number one was, Oh my God, for the love of God, shut up about Sasha Banks. And that's why you made that comment earlier. Right. But it is, but it's not the Sasha Banks story that bothers me. It's all these terrible takes and the God awful reporting that is going on around this entire situation that just pisses me off. And it seems like it pissed off Mr. Regal too. And Mr. Regal's not in the WWE currently because if he was, he wouldn't be making statements like this. Right. Bobby, your take. Yeah. I mean, I respect the hell out of Regal. And I think that you guys have said it best uh, in a backstage role is where he's best suited in the first place. He doesn't need to be an on-screen character. I mean, it worked in an NXT setting, but again, it's we've long passed the days of needing a, a GM on screen to make matches, to do any of this. We're past that point. We don't need him to do that. We need him to be leading and teaching the next crop of professional wrestlers on how to handle their business and how to handle it properly. The best practices, the best way to conduct yourself in the ring. I think it's what he was longing to do when he signed for AEW, which just was right. not used in the capacity that he was expecting. Again, it's all speculation at this point. We can assume because of his friendship with, with Triple H that he's going to go back there. But again, like he said, that is just assumptions at this point. And anybody saying otherwise is really just reporting what they want to use as potential clickbait right now. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't throw in the fact that, you know, I was also going to bring up that, well, his son is there also training to be a wrestler. And that was part of Regal's decision, which makes me believe that, yeah, he may not want it out right now and or you know he's probably trying to do the professional thing and keep it quiet you know out of respect for AEW letting him go early out of his deal so I, I mean they there's no telling why he's saying that or why he's posting it do I believe he's going back to WWE yes do I care why he's posting it no not really but all signs including the biggest link which is his own flesh and blood who he can be there to protect and guide you know, it just makes all the sense in the world that that's where he's headed next. So now we know that the WWE is going to be opening up another branch of NXT over across the sea. Do we see William Regal as being that person 
maybe the person that goes over there and runs the show um, backstage capacity, but is there as like the uh, the face of the WWE and the one to help build that company. Interesting. I, kind of feel, I, I feel like NXT should kind of be like the United States at this point, right? Like NXT proper is a mess. You're still <laughs> recovering from 2.0. Get your own house in order and then maybe worry about expansion and going somewhere else. Like, you know, like maybe we shouldn't be, you know, negotiating issues between the Russians and the Ukrainians. Maybe you should take care of the crackheads walking the streets of San Francisco. Just saying. <laughs> uh, NXT, the new NXT has um, progressed. It, it is a it's a slow progression to the better. Um, I have actually started uh, catching the new NXT when I can under the regime of Shawn Michaels. Um, again, you know, William Regal is is a name up there with Shawn Michaels of, of two of the people that I respect uh, the most out of, you know, the professional wrestling business um, for w their contributions to the business. So to have a name like William Regal help and assist with NXT, I think would be a godsend. At this point, even if it's NXT proper or if it's NXT, uh, you know, Europe or Asia or Africa or wherever they decide that they're going to expand to. Yeah. Quebec, they own property in Montreal. There was talks that there'd be an NXT Canada in Montreal at some point. Come on. Already. You know what? We're giving Zelensky everything else. Let's give him an NXT too. NXT Ukraine. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I mean, here, here's NXT Ukraine and $5 billion. Like, it's just leave me alone for the next three days. Yeah, then you're, you're the announcer go, nice power bomb. Like, Shh, don't say bomb. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's something else. Jesus. Man, just imagine, like, you can put Vladimir Kozlov in charge of it. Think of the heat. Right? Right? That would, that, yeah. It'd be great. No, it would be, but no. <laughs> And so yeah. what happens if they brought Rusev back into the fold there, too? Yes! <laughs> NXT the Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Yep, the Bulgaria. Jesus Christ, there's so much that we could do with that. So we go back to being the Russian sympathizer play all his uh, pro-Putin videos there while he's at it. You can have Nikita Koloff make a comeback, but halfway through the feud, he'll side with Ukraine. You know, <laughs> it worked before. Send Shiki Baby over there. He'd be calling everybody jabronis. Oh, it'd be great. Be fucking them in the ass and making them humble is what he'd be doing. And he could do that on Ukrainian TV. <laughs> that's, that's right. Whether it's human or sheep, doesn't matter. <laughs> do it up. Goat Simulator 4, NXT Ukraine. <laughs> oh, God. Think of the gas leak start in this place because it's like everything just turned into pure comedy. <laughs> this is going to be the most clipped part of the show. Clip it, somebody. Clip yeah. it. I don't care. Clip, clip the last half an hour. <laughs> we are going to be heading out. I do want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to. Uh, talk about themselves for a few moments but before that i want to talk about a couple of things one rogue energy 
Rogue Energy is a sponsor with our local establishment. If you can, go and check out RogueEnergy.com. We do have a promo code OLEPODS where you get 10% off your entire purchase every time that you make a purchase. It's not just a one-time code. You can use that every time. Amazing products over there in a uh, low-sugar, low-calorie uh, even vegan format that's available for you. Great tasting. I know that there's a number of people on the OLE network that have uh, tried out the products and they absolutely love them. Watermelon especially, apparently, says Ed. He he loves the watermelon. So go and check that out. And then I would be remiss if I didn't mention and talk about my friend Al Snow and our good buddy Rod Hicks over at Collar and Elbow Brand. The two of them took a chance on an unknown podcast back when they started CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Yes, Turnbuckle Talk was the first ever sponsored podcast from Collar and Elbow Brand. I want you guys to go over there, take a look at the amazing merch that they have as well. You've seen me sporting it, the hat all the time. They've got great t-shirts, sweaters, whatever you need. Go and take a look at them. While you're there, use the promo code JKPODCAST. Yes, it's old. Joe Carl, JK Podcast, And you're going to get 10% off there as well. Bobby, where can people find you? And what do you got coming up? Well, I've got a few things coming up. Of course, we have our next episode of Beats and Beatdowns. That's going to be airing here tomorrow I'm uh, going to need that to, to upload there. So center on audio over. is absolute shit on it again. So I apologize for that. We'll get through it. We'll get to, we'll get to better times. Uh, of course, one. tomorrow I'm also uh, recording a interview that is going to release here on Friday. That is going to be with Rich Bokini. So myself and Papa Spokes are going to pick the brain of one of the great commentators in professional wrestling. Thursday night, you can join myself and Papa Spokes for the MLW Review Fusion. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the match between SB Kento and Davey Richards that's going to be in the main event over there. And then, of course, you can find just how off the rails a podcast could go with myself and Chris Parrish on Sunday with Bustin' Out. Jargo, I know that you do uh, at least a little weekly something. Where can people hear or see you? Uh, keep up with me across social media platforms at not Jargo. If you're on some of those new social media sites, I'm actually at the science. Get it? Follow the science. Yeah, I'm that guy. Um, you can also find me over at the Big Vito brand with Big Vito Lagrasso. Uh, do a couple of shows with him every week. And this week I will be over on the No DQ Review, NoDQ.com with my friends Virtue and Aaron Rift. Um, other than that, I'm a little bit of here and I'm a little bit of there. Chances are I'm sitting in this chair, either talking on the phone or watching TV. Perfect. Chris, um, this one here, Chris is saying, I kind of surprised you guys didn't talk about the story surrounding Vince today. I'm going to leave that for now and let's see how things play out a little bit and maybe be able to come in with, um, not just smart mark material for this next week hopefully we can get a little bit of a better understanding of what's going on or what could actually happen i don't want to put there out any go. false shit so vince mcmahon could not get back into the wwe because of triple h so vince mcmahon is going to join new japan pro wrestling and is the latest member of the bullet club could you imagine oh my god it would be epic 
Epic. <laughs> oh, God. Ryan, what have you got going on? Where can people read what you do? Seems like everywhere these days. I am a pro wrestling columnist for Last Word on Sports, also an NFL columnist for Last Word on Sports. I am a regular analyst and columnist for PWmania.com, and I have my own business, which I just launched, uh, Pinned Media and Marketing, which is media and marketing specifically for the pro wrestling business, where we help young wrestlers or promotions that are trying to uh, host big events, help get the word out, do press releases, simple documents, online, interactive portfolios. And now, thanks to my former business partner, it looks like we're going to be doing um, videos, custom-made videos um, for wrestlers and promotions and events. So um, really just expanding the business. I was happy we came out of the gate, you know, right out of the gate making money, which is always good for a startup. And uh, not much, but at least enough to be like, to give me hope. And um, it's now we're in the second going into the third month and uh, really happy with how pinned is going. And, and, you know, I, I'm able to kind of get to see part of it. I work with wrestlers on one side of the business and I cover wrestling on the other side of the business. So I get to have the best of both worlds and I'm very lucky for that. And we're well, lucky. I'm sorry. On social media, the name down there, it's uh, Facebook and Twitter, Ryan K Bowman. And we're lucky to be able to still have all of this coming from you Things have been scary the last little while. I know that, but I want you to know for all of you that have been watching, for all of you that have joined me here on this stream today from the bottom of my freaking heart, I love you guys. I wouldn't be here without you guys, and it is just absolutely amazing, and I'm looking forward to not only taking Turnbuckle Talk further, uh, you know, another 300 episodes down the line, but also to see where all of you are going as well and uh, with the amazing successes. And I do have to say thank you as well to Michael Melkor. Thank you. I'm going to make sure that you see this somehow, but thank you, Michael. You uh, you don't you don't know the influence that you've had on uh, on myself and uh, even on Corporate Joe. And uh, I want you to know that you are appreciated as well. I'm Carl Carafel. This has been episode 300 of Turnbuckle Talk. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>